6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Conspiracy theories, misinformation. Boy, we've heard those words a lot over the past few years, and we've seen the impact on society uh, from it all. And the ongoing battle to debunk continues to be just that, a battle. I wanted to talk more about the impact of conspiracy theories and misinformation, so we've dialed up Dr. Timothy Caulfield, who is the Canada Research Chair in Health Law and Policy and a University of Alberta health law professor. Hey, Tim, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on, Jalen. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I, I'm not sure that I should have picked Friday afternoon for this conversation, <laughs> but here we are. So, Tim, you know, at, at, at the basics, let's start at the basic, with the origins of of conspiracy theories, the origins of disinformation. Like, where, where does it start? Where is it coming from? Well, you know, it's a great question because it's not coming from one source. But let's let's start big picture. Okay. A lot of this, it, it's social media. I know that's an obvious answer, <laughs> probably disappointing, but this has really become largely a story of social media. There's a study that just came out very recently, I would say like last week, that found that you know about 85% of all the misinformation that's circulating out there had as its origin story social media. And uh, Facebook probably gets the most blame, but you know it's on Instagram, it's on Twitter, it's on TikTok. So this is really a social media phenomenon. Now. What's the intent? You know, I think it's it's mixed. Some of it is people trying to sell bogus products. Some of it is there's an, a big ideology. We can come back to that. There's a big ideological component to it. Other people are trying to build brands. And, and, and some of it is just individual. And this is a really important point, I think. Some of it is people spreading misinformation because they aren't sure if it's good credible information or not and they're just trying to do what they can for themselves and their family and their community uh and, and that's you know that's the stuff we really gotta stop you know i i yeah, uh every day i get l- people send me links to all sorts of different things and and i'll go back and i'll i'll try to de- debunk it as, as soon as i can i've seen people send me stuff from from you know uh, i am trying to use air quotes here you can't see them tim but you know uh so-called media outlets that you know if you do any digging into them are are an empty storefront in in cincinnati somewhere or something like that right or it's some guy in russia who's who's been paid by someone to write 10 articles a day um I, i i just wonder about those folks who are who are who are doing this like i i I don't understand that part of it well there's been some research and and we have to be careful not to exaggerate the the details of this but there's been some some evidence that that there are nation states involved Mm -hmm. in the spreading of misinformation and the goal here Jalen is is just to create information chaos. That, okay. That's the goal, right? You know, they don't have a particular agenda associated with you know which direction they want people's uh, perceptions to go. They just want to create information chaos. And unfortunately, we know it's successful. It works, right? We've seen it, you know, in elections, and we're seeing it now with uh, a vaccine information. Mm-hmm. So that that's part of the story. Uh, another part of, it, as I said before, and 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 we shouldn't downplay this. Is people are trying to sell stuff. You know, Mercola, Dr. Mercola in the United States, has created a huge multi-million dollar industry selling supplements and he does that in part by by scaring people about vaccines with lies Mm -hmm. and so you know that's a big part of the story too um one of my listeners uh just a short time ago said you know i don't believe what you're saying 
this is a text to me. I was talking about the vaccination uh, rates going up after Wednesday's announcement. And goes on to say, I don't trust the government and I don't trust you in the media either. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm just tired of the changing stories. COVID has been difficult because the story has changed over the past two years as we've learned more. How has the communication impacted this? I, I don't think the communication from public health authorities has been ideal, you know, especially at the beginning. Um, I think it's always a mistake to be dogmatic when, when we know the science is evolving. And that's, I think, what happened early days because you lose trust. And there's actually evidence to back that up, by the way. You know, the public want us to be open about the uncertainty and they want, to, uh, um, you know, the public health community to tell them what the science actually says. But we do know big picture stuff pretty well. So big picture stuff, these vaccines work. The data is incredible. You know, probably the most studied vaccines in human history. We have just mountains of data, both about efficacy and safety. And, and I, that's the, the big picture that we constantly have to come back to. Yes, we're, there's going to be interesting um, scientific conversations about, about boosters. There's going to be interesting conver- conversations about, about the timing of the vaccines. But when you go about, you know, look at the big picture, it's clear. It's clear. And, and I, I think people shouldn't get pulled down into the weeds of the details because uh, that's what the anti-vaxxers do. They, I call it doubt mongering. Mm. And, and they're very good at it. Right. And ignore that noise. Focus on the big picture. You know, I've lo- a lot of people uh, have lost friends uh, during all of this. Uh, I've, you know, broken up with friends uh, through all of this. I know families have been torn apart uh, because of... Um, you know, the belief in conspiracy theories or the misinformation. Tim, how do you deal with that? I know you're not a psychologist, you're a law professor, but what do you do if you're dealing with this on a very personal level with someone that you love? Maybe it's your dad, maybe it's your husband, your wife, whatever it is. How do you deal with it? Um, you know, this is something that we are looking at at our institute. Um, it, it is extremely, extremely difficult. And, and uh, what you need to do, and it's hard, it's hard. You have to listen. You have to listen to them, and you have to try to be empathetic. I know it's very, very difficult, and there may be some of uh, your listeners saying, I I can't be empathetic anymore. I'm fed up with the people who aren't getting vaccinated. Mm -hmm. But we have to try to listen. We have to try to be empathetic. And and the other thing we need to do is try to give them a path to credible information. You know, no one changes their mind in front of you, right? (laughs) You you have to give them this path. And maybe it's not tomorrow, but maybe it's it's in the future. And, And, again, the good news is if we do that, Evidence tells us we can we can make a difference. The other thing I think we need to recognize is there's going to be a sector of the population. They're just hardcore deniers. This is part of who they are. It's become part of their ideological worldview. Very difficult to change their minds, right? So what we want to make sure is their rhetoric doesn't impact others. Yeah, and I mean, there's some people that you're not going to be able to change their mind, but there's people in the middle of, middle of the road, kind of on the fence. You have said, you know, uh, we need to debunk fast. We need to debunk well. You talk about people who are in into this that it you know might be causing problems in families and give them the path to credible info so when you take path to credible info debunk fast debunk well where, where does what does that path look like tim 
Well, yeah, I think the path looks like providing information that's going to be relevant to those individuals. Because now, as you pointed out, you've had, you know, listeners who say, I don't trust the mm-hmm. government. Okay, here's someone from your community, right, that ha- that is talking about what the science actually says. And uh, here's someone from, you know, independent scientists talking about what the science actually says. So you can, so you can almost always find a voice that's relevant to the individual that is, has doubts. And, and I think that that's a really important thing to do. And that's what we try to do with our initiative, Science Up First. Yeah. We try to find a diversity of voices talking about what the science actually says. Wanted to ask you about that. How is that going? Uh, it, it's going extremely well. Uh, you know, hundreds of millions of interactions so far. Um, and, and we do try to do exactly, we try to keep the message positive. <laughs> we try not <laughs> to get pulled down into the weeds. And, and the other thing we try to do is make sure that we have um, really independent scientists assessing the credibility of the information that we're providing. So, so people can go to it and they can trust what's being said. Um, and I think that that's, that's, that's really important. I hear it over and over and over again, and I know you do too. I don't trust that voice because I feel like there's an agenda there. Mm-hmm. We try to provide agendaless. Is that a, is that a word? Content. <laughs> Um, before I let you go, when it comes, you know, over the past two years with, with COVID, and I think, you know, the disinformation, again, has has impacted uh, vaccine uptake. But I'm also interested to know your thoughts on if you think it's affected the election campaign at all. Totally different. Like, But uh, what do you think on that front? I do. And, and again, there's evidence to, to back, back this up. I'm just some people, I'm sure you've heard, you know, feel that some of the parties on the right have gotten become more popular because they're they play to the demographic that is against vaccine passports and, and in fact i've I, you know some of my political scientist colleagues have said they've surprised the degree to which uh, misinformation and uh, vaccine policies have become a significant part of this election i mean there are you know there's a, a sign not far from my house where the agenda is um, against vaccine passports so Absolutely, misinformation has played a, a big role in this election, which is it's kind of scary. And Tim, before I let you go, do you see things changing in the coming years, or is it just going to be more of the same, get worse? Um, I, I think that we are, I think we're at a time in history where it's incredibly polarized, and I, um, I do think that this battle against misinformation is going to continue and probably get worse but the good news is and I'm, it's friday <laughs> afternoon let's stand on good news the good news is there is a growing group of uh, experts and policymakers who are trying to ta- tackle this problem so ultimately ultimately long term i'm optimistic all right uh, we'll leave you with optimism this afternoon uh dr timothy caulfield joining me this afternoon thanks for your time uh great to hear your voice again have a great weekend thanks so much Jalen. yeah take care tim caulfield is the canada research chair in health law and policy. He's a professor at the U of A uh, and uh, yeah, he's an Alberta, uh, University of Alberta health law professor. So it's, it's been, um, it's been a wild one, hasn't it?